I'm a firm believer in, you know, the weirdest parts of yourself are what people want to know the most. Can you hear my mic? Can everybody hear my mic? Wonderful. <laughs> I'm waiting for the music to drop. Oh, are we getting fucking live right now? Yo, peace. Hello, Tanakas. Welcome to the Mega Late Show 2018. This is our first episode of the year, and it is I, Mega Face, rocking with... See, he playing the music, so he can't speak into the <laughs> mic at the right time. Man, We're doing something different today. Late is, late is making a lot of noise over there. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know, know what the fuck is going sounds. on here. I don't know how this sounds. Hello? Yo, can I hear that? I can hear it. Is it it's loud? It's a little loud. Can we come down on that? Yeah. Is that better? Can you hear, yeah, Devin? That's, that's wonderful. All right. I said I'm here with late. Yo, what's good? <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is so we're trying something new today. The first episode of 2018. And as you know, the Mega Late Show is always growing, expanding, and doing bigger and better things. So today, Late is live on the decks and DJing the music behind the track. I'm trying to make sure that he definitely still speaks into the mic. And uh, we are here today with our special guest, our first guest of the year. This is a, a young brother who just moved to Japan uh, less than a year ago, but he's already been making a name for himself in the uh, in the beat scene. And uh, also, you know, all those cats that are making music out here, you might have seen him perform with um, Buddha Bros, Aaron Cholai. I've seen shows with uh, this guy. And uh, his name is Devin Morrison. Can I get an applause drop? Y'all hey. just about to ask you. <laughs> I did. And I'm working the 404 today, so you guys might hear <laughs> me fucking up a little bit with the drops. But uh, Devin Morrison is a musician. He's a multi-instrumentalist. Just a very talented guy who also Straight does up. some... Uh, he does a lot of things, which we're going to get into a little later. Devin, peace. Yo, what up, what up, what up? <laughs> Yo, is this the first podcast that you've done? Yeah, actually it is. Yeah, but it's not. he's not inexperienced dealing with talking to all you savages because uh, he does that regularly on uh, a YouTube show that he used to have, and we'll talk a little bit about that later. I but um, first, late. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about him coming to Japan, his background as a musician and an artist, uh, some of the things he enjoys. We'll do a temperature check with my man. We're going to share a little bit of music, talk about that. And uh, we are also going to let you know about our sponsor, Cal Combs. Word. Yo, give me a little bit of lead in on that. Uh, let's talk about Cal Combs. <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, thanks. This episode is brought to you in part by Cal Combs. 
Go to calcombs.com where you can find all types of winter apparel as well as his newest album, Carmel, which released in December of 2017. It is a really dope album where he talks about a lot of his personal life experiences in the town of Carmel. He's also out here in Tokyo with lots of fly gear, so you can go to calcombs.com and find yourself some of his winter apparel, hoodies, shirts, and everything else that your heart possibly desires that is not found at Uniqlo. Uh, please go to calcombs.com and help support the Mega Late Show by entering the promo code Mega Late Show. That's lowercase, no spaces. And uh, you can get yourself 25% off all purchases over 3,000 yen or 30 American dollars. Thank you. And back to the show. Music is good? I think so. What are we listening to, guys? Back to the show. Devin Morrison is here. What is this that we're listening to? Yo, this is the soundtrack from uh, Jet Set Radio. I can't hear you. No? Oh, there you go. Yo, this is the soundtrack from Jet Set Radio. Yes. That's the video game? Yes. Yeah. When they're on, like, rollerblades or whatever? Uh -huh. Yeah. I've heard of that, but I don't think I've really played it. That's like Xbox One. I mean, not One, nah, but the first dude, Xbox like One. Dreamcast, Dreamcast, bro. Yeah. Oh, Dreamcast? Yeah. Oh, okay, bet. But yeah, so let's go. Let's go right into the podcast again. Devin, thank you for rocking with us today, man. We're really happy to have sure. you here. For sure, for sure, for sure, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yo, uh, any technical difficulties are all on the fault of me. Uh, <laughs> I've thrown off the whole vibe of the show by not only being late but also insisting on trying to DJ for the first time. So, I mean, your name's late, so you kind of give us a, a I mean, warning with they, your they name. They already know, man. Good. We're twenty episodes in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but to, to be honest, he's really not late that often but when he's late he's, he's late. definitely late <laughs> gotcha. but yeah um yeah so uh let's go ahead and, and get started man what what uh should we go into a temperature check late find out what this man's doing oh yeah, news go. news right, see we're starting off weird this year man we got news um uh let's let's ask since you're since you're ahead Devin, and we were talking about hip-hop earlier uh earlier this week Lupe Fiasco accused Kendrick Lamar for stealing a lot of his vibe and aesthetic. I heard Did you about see this? That. I was like, he also said that Kendrick Lamar is not a top lyricist in terms of the craft, utilizing metaphors and similes in a way that Royce the Five Mind the Five Nine might. Well, his language was very specific. Like he was like Kendrick's a great storyteller, but mm -hmm. Kendrick is a great storyteller, but. As far as bars and did he say similes? No, he said punches. No, yeah, punch he lines. said punchlines. I, I I added all yeah, that yeah. metaphors and simile shit because that's what I was just kind of apprehending from the language he was using, right? Yeah. I mean, because Kendrick is a phenomenal lyricist. His use like uh, of allegories to create ideas and topics and storylines. We know oh. he's great at storytelling. Um, uh, he, he's got incredible breath control, and and basically Very. he ticks off all the boxes that would make a top MC, uh, a top rapper. Yeah. But you know, a lot of guys get really anal about this idea of yeah. lyricism when it comes to metaphors and similes. But the thing that kind of bugged me out about it is because if you read towards the end of the article, and this is not the first time that. Lupe Fiasco said this. He said that Aesop Rock is the best MC right now. Aesop Rock. Aesop Rock. Not uh, Aesop Rocky. Yeah, Aesop Rock. You know, yeah, Ian Babbitt. Who is one of my favorite MCs. I mean, I got the big-ass poster right here on the wall, the Impossible Kid shit, oh, okay. from the vinyl. But but Aesop Rock is also not barring out like 
Royce the five nine in, in any yeah. in any degree. He does use metaphors and similes, but he has bars, it's, it's but not, not like in the same that. Way. Yeah. It, yeah, he's too unconventional to be kind of considered into this conventional category that I think Lupe right. is trying to talk about. Right. right. So I mean. Is Lupe doesn't seem wrong to me in this statement, but it does seem like it's a little bit malicious and full of hate because he, he thinks he's also biting his shit, right? Are you queuing up new tracks late? Because I can hear that whole thing. Can you hear this? Yeah. <laughs> That's not supposed to happen. That's not supposed to happen? <laughs> can you hear it in your headphones? Yeah, I can hear it in, in, in my headphones. But like I was saying... I forgot my train of thought on this shit. Uh, Aesop Rock, Lupe Fiasco. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So I mean, uh, Lupe Fiasco is not technically wrong about this, mm-hmm. but I definitely think that there's a little bit of hate there. Yeah, I think I don't know. I'm not sure where that was really coming from. Yeah. When Lupe, he's one of my favorite lyricists, honestly. Like, he's had I, a good album recently too. Tattoo yeah. and Youth was yeah was, dope, and and that was another one of the critiques that he made. He's I mean. He said that Kendrick is kind of still in his vibe. The album cover for the new, um, for his Drogas, not the second Drogas project, mm-hmm. Lupe's project, right? He released the cover art. The cover art for the new Kendrick Lamar project for the Black Panther, mm-hmm. eerily similar. Uh, Lupe yeah. Fiasco had that one album cover that looked eerily similar to um, the Untitled Unmastered. Yeah. Or what is it called, mate? What's Unmastered Un- Untitled? Untitled Unmastered. Yeah. So they look eerily similar. Also, uh, Tetsuo Youth is supposed mm-hmm. to, it's four acts. It can play in reverse as well, just like Damn. Uh, so, I mean. Yeah. Really? It, yeah. From what I understand, that's how it's supposed to work. I never listened to either of the albums in reverse because fuck that, but. <laughs> Yo, I haven't listened to a Lupe album since. What's after? I don't know why I can't hear you unless you're speaking right into that mic. Hello? Yeah, right there. Turn your mic up. <laughs> yeah, Yo, I don't know what Lupe album is after Food and Liquor. Uh, the that? Cool? The Cool is the, the cool. one after. I haven't listened to a Lupe album since. You didn't listen cool. to Tetsuo and Youth? Nah. You missed out, man. That's a really wow. solid album. Yeah, nah. I listen to Murals. I listen to Murals, like, but. Yeah. Nah. It's, a really, it's a really solid. I'm not even Lupe a huge is, Lupe fan, but I mean, that's a solid man. album. I don't really fuck with him anymore. That aside, though. I would love if Lupe just, I mean, Lupe basically did come at Kendrick. Kendrick said, you know, say the Candyman's name and he'll appear. So maybe we got a Lupe beef with Kendrick that would be kind of dope to listen to. And I don't want to see that, honestly. I, I, I want to see, see Kendrick battle somebody. because you're, you're a big old hip-hop head. Like, yeah, that's you true. Like beef. That's, true too. <laughs> that's true, too. I'm definitely looking forward to a lot of beef. I want to see somebody get punched in the face like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Not, not really Kendrick and Lupe because, I mean, they're not those type of guys that's going to escalate exactly. into any violence. But I would like to see two people in the craft trying to get at each other. That would be perfectly fine by... I'd like a healthy challenge between the two, but, you know, yeah. the malicious 50 versus Ja kind of thing. I'm, I'm not that's, really, that's basically what I don't want to see. That yeah, that's basically what I'm getting at. What about already. 50 versus Kanye? What about that kind of shit? That was in beef. They were on the same label, right? Yeah, that's what or I the mean. Same? The, the fabricated kind. Oh. Oh. Fabricated yeah, beef is always I worse. I wouldn't mind that. I know what you're talking about. When fabricated beef is had the Rolling Stone cover and everything. You know, I actually, I, I opted out of that. I wasn't really invested in their music or artwork as much as people who were interested in that battle. I was mm. just like, all right, Kanye and 50 Got Albums coming out. Uh, okay, do do your thing. Who won that? Yeah. Hip-hop went in the direction of Kanye, right? Mm. Kanye definitely won. All right. Absolutely. 
Did y'all hear about the graffiti on the Habia line? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me why so I happy. love that shit. <laughs> Tell me why I love that shit so bad. I was so happy. Yeah. I mean, apparently they these these graffiti artists have struck. I'm saying struck. They have fucking hit like three train lines over the last uh, like seven days or last week or something like that. And um, of course, of course, you know, they're going to get the professionals in there to talk about it. Yeah. And I saw this article on um, Tokyo Reporter and it was about a Todai professor speculates that a foreign gang is behind the rash of subway graffiti. Now, as a hip hop head, really, yeah, man, oh I'm looking. I'm looking at these pieces, right? And and one of them you can't really read what it says because the door is open, but it looks like o- Okinoe or something like that. O- ono- onoko, wait. And then the other piece says ghetto, and it's like I don't That's, know any yo, American on, uh, graph on, writer that writes that would write ghetto. No. That's probably something that some Japanese guy thought yeah. was like, a cool thing to say. And they're acting like oh, graffiti hasn't been. In Tokyo, all over the place, right? You know, without us here, like, you know. and it's weird how it's weird how this propaganda works out because I even saw like on, on, on Facebook there was like the comment section, and then one cat was like, "There's there's graffiti all over Shibuya," and people were like, "That's Americans too. Those are those are foreigners too," and I think it's a weird kind of cognizant uh, cognizant di- dissonance that that, that that people are experiencing here. Like, why uh, wouldn't Japanese okay. people write graffiti? Let me say something. First of all, most Americans I feel like are very scared to do any graffiti in Japan because they feel yeah. like you get caught with that. Yeah. At no, least people that live here. What, people what's that, people that live here. Uh, Yeska? Yeah. Didn't he almost get caught up? He did get caught. Stuff? He has been caught. Uh, a guy we know who writes graffiti under the name of Yeska. I don't know if he still gets up and, and bombs, but he's been caught bombing here and, you know, he still stayed here. But, you know, I've seen stories about Americans getting caught writing graffiti in Shibuya over the yeah. last few months. Uh. This is different because it's the fucking train lines. Like, if you yeah. get up on a train line here, like, if you're up on a Yamanote line, that's, like, the amount of people to see that, like, that's, that's like, graffiti heaven. Like, you're yeah. really doing some infamous shit. And so I thought this was really dope just because I like the craft of graffiti. Mm. Obviously, people are like, that's property damage. I fucking hate it. But me, hip hop head, I fucking like that shit. And uh, I'm, I don't think that these <laughs> guys culture, were man. Americans. Maybe it's an American, but there's also a Japanese guy involved in this right. shit, man. It's got to be. I think um, so too. But this, this, um, it, it's so wild that they got like a fucking professor to talk <laughs> about the shit. Like he's got any fucking were... insight into what's going on. But yeah, I don't know. Fuck, fuck all that. <laughs> um, so what else have we got, Lay? Do you want to start a temperature check? Yeah, I didn't have any news for this week. Okay, what about you, man? What what uh, what's going on in hip hop? Have you heard anything? Any rumblings? Are you paying attention to? You know, honestly, I've kind of been in my own bubble working on this album, but um, oh, I've been just you know checking out some of the people that kind of passed my my radar, I guess. Uh, cats like Ivanov and you know, Mind Design, Kiefer. My design's um, so dope. I, I saw him randomly at the Shake Shack in fucking Aoyama. Oh, really? Chome. Yeah, he was sitting there. I was like, that dude looks like my design. And then he had, like, <laughs> some girl come up with him, and she had, like, uh, uh, this old, like, uh, 1992 uh, VHS did, did, did camcorder. She, did, she, did she look? Oh, was she tall? Uh, She's about as tall as me, so, I mean, not too tall, but she, I think that she's was a probably, full-size I think that person. was the... the she, I think that was Alima. I think she was like the director, like directions yeah, for the video. Yeah, she's she's like a she's probably black and half something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
real cool. You know, so I went over there and I fanned out without being fucking too abrasive. I was just like, yo, your mind is on, right? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, yo, man, what are you doing out here? Are you performing at the uh, Stone's Throw show? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And I was like, good to see you, man. Like, enjoy your Shake Shack. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and we weren't doing it at the podcast at the time. So I didn't think to be like, hey, buddy, can I get like a five minute interview with you or something like that? But. Yeah, my design is super dope. Yeah, uh, definitely. And unheralded. People will need to talk Very about this man a little bit more often. Versatile, man. Let's go into a, a temperature check for you, man. First question. So, wait. First, let me explain to our listeners that, mm. that are just tuning in for the first time. Yo. Um, a temperature check for us is kind of like we just ask you a few questions to figure out, like, your taste and sensibility in music and in hip-hop and um, things of that nature. And also, you know, just, like, to find out a little bit more about you. Okay. Um, my first question for you is, uh, when you're 16 years old, uh, who was your favorite music artist? <laughs> uh, undoubtedly, MF Doom. Thank you, wow. sir. Yeah. At yeah, 16? Dumb. At 16. Good choice. MF Doom was yeah. like... MF Doom sitting right behind him right to. MF, MF Doom on one side of the spectrum. On the other side, Esperanza Spalding. Oh, she's dope too. God damn, those are some weird. Very oh, she's so dope. <laughs> Very she is so dope. But I was kind of living in both worlds at the time, so. Very possible. I mean, like I was too. I mean, yeah. I listened to both artists as well. When I was sixteen, not Esperanza Spalding or MF Doom at the time, because I. Because um, you're old, no, I'm just kidding. No, nah, like well, <laughs> shit. When I was sixteen, actually, when I was around seventeen, might have been the first time that I heard MF Doom okay. not in KMD, and I, I don't even think I heard KMD at that age. Not by my own. Like listening preference, maybe my sister or somebody listened to it, but yeah, favorite MF Doom album then. Mm. It could be collaboration project as well, or wait, wait, can I can I switch it up a little bit? Okay, Mary Fuck Kill, Mary Fuck Kill, Operation Doomsday, Mad Villain, and uh, Danger Doom. Mm. Mary Fuck Kill. (sighs) For me, it's gonna be um, Mad Villain easily. Mary, Mary Mad Villain. Hmm? Well, marry, fuck, kill. So that means that you marry one of these albums, you keep it forever, you fuck one, and that's just like a good one. <laughs> and then the, the other one, the one that you got to kill, is the one that you leave alone, uh, unfortunately. Okay, I will marry Mad Villain. This <laughs> is so weird with music. It is weird with music. But he's got weird musical choices, like a techno type of thing. Um, Marry Mad Villain. I'd probably... Kill all of the Victor Vaughn stuff. To be honest, it was never. I mine. don't really care. No, but what Late said three. Here's the three albums, right? Okay. Mad okay. Villain, Operation Doomsday, okay. and Danger Doom. So of those oh, three albums, Mary Fuck dang. Kill. Okay, wait a minute. Now it's hard. Uh, Not for me. I think I got that one pretty oh, easy. Oh no, that's. Oh gosh, that's really difficult. Okay, okay. Let me switch up. Set it up. The BPMs this on this so shit is different. so fast, I cannot stop moving and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'll slow it down. I'll slow that it down. That is difficult. Wow. Okay, so Operation Doomsday, I'll probably have to kill. Damn, son. Uh, only because it's like... It, I, I sell rhymes it. like dimes. I mean... I know, but you know what? It's, it's kind of a... That's actually kind of thing, man. Like, the freaking... I, like Danger Doom has such a dear place in my heart because that's around the time I was really getting into him. So I'll probably F Danger Doom. That sounds so weird. Um, <laughs> it is a weird question. At least yeah, we didn't ask you for rappers. Yeah, definitely Mary and Mad Villain. Yeah. My choice as well. Yeah. What about you, Lay? What would you do? Or should I? You want me to answer first? 
Uh, I got it. I'm gonna marry Operation Doomsday. Oh. I'm gonna fuck with Mad Villain, and I'm gonna kill Danger Doom. Unfortunately. Mm. I'm gonna switch. I'm, a, I'm gonna. Yeah. Mad Villain is getting married. Um, Operation Doomsday is getting fucked, and then I'm killing Danger Doom. <laughs> you know, the the reason I'll, I'll kill wow. Danger Doom is just because I think a lot of it is like, I mean, a lot of it's funny, right? Mm. A lot of it's funny. They got all the um, Aqua Team Hunger Force mm. joints on there. But I think there's a few tracks on there that I don't really care for too much. Like Sofa King is is really dope. There's there's a few tracks on there that's man, really dope. But honestly, man, like, there's so many bars in that track, man, in that album. Yeah. Oof. Danger Doom? Yeah. What? Yeah, there, there are. There, are, I mean, but it, with MF Doom, there's like bars and everything except for yeah. the fucking Va- Victor Vaughn albums aren't. I mean, he bars out on those too, but I think the beat choices yeah. and his, mm. the character that he's representing is just not for me like that. But uh, you know, Mad Wouldn't Villain, Mad Villain has Figaro on it, and that shit is just wild with the bars. So, let me start it. Okay, so what about when you're 26? You're not even 26 years old yet, I don't think, man. What about baby. right, right now? Favorite MC, favorite mm. artist, right now. All around, favorite artist right now. Yeah, like uh, it could be um, a beat maker or whatever. It's a tie um, between Bill Wirtz. I don't know this guy. I don't know who that is either. Okay. Look him up. Um, Bill Wirtz and Tennyson. Okay. Because they've, they're kind of, they've been, their music is kind of coming from this idea that I've been really messing around with lately of, sur- of surrealism. Um, but yeah, Tennyson is just absolutely insane. But Bill Wirtz is like, he's from another planet. Like, I'm not familiar with this guy. Is he a contemporary okay, so, artist? Okay, right, so Bill Wirtz, right, he, um... He went to Berkeley College of Music, I believe, and he started making these little Vine videos where he would just make these little jingles with, like, very catchy melodies, but, like, you know, crazy, weird jazz harmonies behind them. Really obscure, obscure, really weird, but, like, really interesting. Where he kind of caught fire is he made this video called um, The History of of Japan. I was going to ask you about that shit because some of your YouTube videos, I was like... That aesthetic seems familiar to me to some degree. Like, um, what is it? There's a part where he's like, "We'll call it Sunrise Land," yeah. and I was like, "Yo, that's kind of that's that's kind of yeah. like uh, that's that, words. that fucking that Okonomiyaki with my homie yeah. shit." I was like, "Yo, this kind of <laughs> reminds me of that aesthetic." I see it now a little bit there. Okay. Yeah, man. He's but dope. Then, yeah, he's dope. He, he's so dope. But he he really his work proved something to me is that you can polish and present. Any kind of idea, as long as you make it catchy, and people will be like, "Okay," because the harmonies that he's, that he's using in these videos is like it's not traditional harmony; it's some yeah. really out there stuff, and it's just really interesting, weird, sarcastic humor. But it just works, and I mean, he's getting millions of views, and it's crazy, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean that that history of Japan video was. Uh it, hugely viral. Yeah, I, I showed that to one of my adult students. He's like, "Yeah, that's just all right." <laughs> but you know, he's a seventy-seven-year-old man and shit. But I love that. I love that video, and I learned a lot about Japan through that video as well. So interesting, interesting uh, in that regard. Are you a fan of the Wu Tang Clan? Yes, you are. You're a hip hop head. Yeah, I favorite like member of the Wu. Um, 
it's always been a tie. ODB and Mess. Again, no wrong choices. No wrong choices on yeah. this question. How about um, Mary Fuck Kill? Again, <laughs> this time we're going to bring it back to Japan. This is a question we've been asking okay. all, all of our all of our guests since the, the the last episode of last year. Now this is extremely important, and I need you to think about this. Uh, okay. Mary Fuck Kill. All right. Seven <laughs> Eleven. Lawson's. <laughs> Family Mart. <laughs> there is a wrong answer here. There's definitely a wrong answer. No, here. man. <laughs> Mary, no, fuck you. Can't do this to me. But it, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Do you want to hear my answer first? No. I no. Don't, okay. Okay. Let's I, let's get the hot I take. Am, let's do I'm it. I'm actually very verbal about this. Oh shit. Right. I like this. I like when people have strong opinions. Yes. Very. Okay. So. Right off the bat, Mary lost all that. my dog. Mary Lawson. Mary Lawson. Now, okay, let me let me qualify the question a little bit more. This does not include natural Lawsons or Lawsons 100. So when you say Lawsons, I'm specifically talking about just name brand Lawsons, the one store. You don't get natural Lawsons with this. No sriracha. No fucking weed or whatever they got going at natural <laughs> Lawsons. I don't know how we go up in there like that, but, you know, no trees. Yeah, nah. Lawson. Lawsons. Easily. Okay, why? It's a very simple answer. Ready? Cut the, Frank. Cut the music. Cut the music. <laughs> they have the best orange juice. Bow. Hold on. Say it again, nigga. They have the best orange juice. Dog. Damn, I don't know if my fruit juice game is on point <laughs> enough to argue with this <laughs> motherfucker, <laughs> man. <laughs> I've tried every orange juice from every Cobina. Every. And Lawson has had... Yo, coming from Florida, how important is orange juice? Dude? Very important to me. They got pulp in this shit? It's got pulp? Yeah. Okay, because all orange juice needs pulp, otherwise I'm not fucking no, with it. that's fake on, news. That's fake news. I don't know where y'all from, but uh, I mean, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm we lying. got oranges in California. I'm lying. It doesn't have pulp. Family Mars does have pulp. Oh, well, that's why Family Mars is number one, baby shit. Back to the show. No. Yo, we don't do but orange I, juice with pulp around here. No, I do. In a, in a, I in, do. In a, I mean, I, honestly, I'm... You fucks I'm, with that? I love, I love pulp, man. Authentic. We was eating oranges Pope? off All trees, day. son. All day. That's how you know it's for real, for real. That's how you know it's not tap a, uh, Tampico or some artificial flavor oh, shit. Tampico is the devil. Tampico is, is like the ghetto Sunny D. Tampico <laughs> is hella trash. You gotta put sugar in Tampico. You and gotta, then, like, you gotta put water in Tampico. Yeah, it's too thick. It's, it's nasty, that's, man. That's battery. That shit is dog. like Pepto Bismol, but <laughs> orange flavored. <laughs> nah, I don't fuck with Sunny D. I don't fuck with none of that. Cause they don't got no pulp. Nah, okay, so who are you good. who are you fucking then? <laughs> Let us that's know. It's such a funny question. Um Family Mart. There we go. All right. Because this they is okay have, yeah, because they, okay, for a, n- a number of reasons. Their orange juice is really good, and their food is a little bit better quality, usually. And also, they tend to have other cosmetic stuff that I might need. Whereas 7 Eleven is sometimes fall short with that. 7 Eleven is trash to me, man. They don't got slurpy machines and all the 7-Elevens out here, which is problematic. And also, yeah. I don't like their name brand shit. I don't like when they got like 7-Eleven highballs. I don't fuck with oh, that. Oh, yeah. So now, I'm, hold on. Man. Now, I will say the 7-Eleven sports drink, I like far better than Pocari Sweat or Aquarius. Wait, what is a 7-Eleven sports it's drink? It's called the 7-Eleven sports drink. It's, it's called 7-Eleven <laughs> sports to drink. 
Really? I bought it last week. Yeah, see, I haven't fucked with that myself, man, so I'm not exactly sure how, how to fucking go about doing that shit. I'm a fan. All right, um, here goes uh, maybe one or two questions more. Late, do you have a question? Uh, just off of the list, yeah. If you had two rappers mm-hmm. who would represent the angel and devil on your shoulder, who would those angel and devil rappers be? Wow. Yeah. That is a very interesting question. Wow. Uh, ooh. Jeez, that's that's a look. I gotta think about that one. Yeah, um, it's a tough, it's a tough question. Uh, um, um I, I don't think I ever okay. Actually, it. it's not that difficult. It's not difficult at all. Okay, so my angel on my right would be Jay Givens. Who is this? Yeah, y'all know about Jay Givens. Who is this? Yeah, I so, don't know that either. So Damn. Jay Givens is actually uh, I, I hate this label, but people would call him a Christian rapper, right? He's a Christian and he, and, he, and he raps, but he's absolutely insane. Like Not concepts, wordplay, bars, flow, absolutely insane. Um, on my left side, Tubex. <laughs> no, probably Redman. Oh, that's not bad though. I yeah. mean, because it's not like he's he's trying to murder people. Wait, so right. obviously Jay Givens is the devil. On this <laughs> nah, because <laughs> Redman can do no wrong. <laughs> Interesting, Redman. That's not a bad choice. I feel like Redman. Bur- he 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 best personifies the aggression that I kind of have. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever kind of aggression I may have, like Redman. I I yo, high school I'd be mad on the bus. It's like can't stand everybody. There's a dark side. <laughs> hey, I like this guy, man. You see how he's talking about MF Doom on one side. Red man I on the other side. Yo, he right. walked in and immediately talked about the, the red man. There is a dark side. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is one of the greatest album covers of yeah, all time, really though. That I mean, really, album cover. really, yeah. top top tier album cover. Mm. And um, is that is that it for uh, the temperature check? Then I, I think there's one more. These I did. Are, I did have another fun, question. Honestly, yeah. All right, let, I, I did have a new question that Wait. we haven't asked anybody before. Should I bust it? Yeah. All right. So you're on a desert island. Okay. With you is a magical iPod. Okay. On the iPod, you can choose to either have all the albums from every hip-hop rap duo, such as Outkast, EPMD, or every rap trio. Who do you choose? Woo! <laughs> so the question yeah, is essentially duos question. or trios. Duos or trios on your magical iPod. Duos or trios. Okay. okay. Um, Yo, can, can I stop for a second? Can yeah. you turn that down just a little bit? That's a good-ass question, man. I be coming up with these real ass <laughs> questions, man. I gotta pat myself on the back. Yo, that's a good ass question. Yeah, Can a- I get an applause drop for that question? Oh shit, I forgot I was doing the four or four. Hey. Is that not it? Nope. Oh shit, I, t- I turned the volume down and I had the Cal Combs music playing the whole time. <laughs> shit. Hold on. No, I see I got the see, I can't do the four or four shit. I gotta study it. Man. Right, I'm man. not doing the education. But yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like this question is it, it's difficult. Can we come down on the BPMs just a little bit? I feel like I'm yeah, talking man, very Yeah, man, play some slow jam. Play, play some hip-hop. <laughs> I love JSR, though. Shout out to JSR. Is this the whole, is this the whole he, he's uh, played fucking nothing, soundtrack? He's played nothing but JSR tracks. Yeah, and I had the whole Honestly, I have to say I appreciate it. That took some thought. But, um, yeah, so there, there is a lot of iconic trios and iconic duos within hip-hop and so it's kind of like what do you choose 
What do you choose? <laughs> on a desert island. Okay. And you're there. You're there, and this is the only music you can listen to. So you go All for right. diversity, quality, what? Uh, it's gonna have to be trios. Trios? Can you give us an example? Yes, of, I can. Of, of why and who? Um, little brother. Ah, smart gentleman we have. And, and I like when we have savvy hip hop heads in this motherfucker. I'm, I'm gonna tell you why, little brother, in a minute. But little brother, try because Fonte really is the fucking way. Oh. <laughs> I think I might be able to get. It. Little brother is like the soundtrack to my mid or early twenties, man. Easy. Let me hit that applause yeah. drop again because I figured yeah. out where it was at. Hey, thank <laughs> you for learning shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, listening or the minstrel show. Listening. Okay, just to be clear, let's go. That's yeah. right. That's the right answer. I, even though I love the Mister Show, but I mean the Mister Show is fucking fantastic. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it really but is. the listening. There's something about the listening that's just like I have it a, just really I have a whole sets story off about the whole tone. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Yo, tell tell the story, man. All right, so the listening, right? All right, so check it out. I was maybe like 13, 14, and uh, I was on my way to take the trash out, right? And there was this, uh, these guys in this car, and they were playing some, like, really dope hip-hop. Um, and I'm just like, what is this? Like, because, you know, you in Orlando, Florida, you ain't going to really hear, like, people blasting boom bap out their car. Right. right? So I'm, I, I'm like, yo, uh, what's this, man? This is dope. And, you know, me, I'm young. And they're like, you like this? And they're like, yeah, man. I mean, I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, man. He's like, oh, this is this dude named uh, Deloach or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay. Gonna find out these dudes were like artists, whatever. It was my boy, uh, Poison Fetus and Blackology. So, me and Blackology, who was, was a producer, me and him ended up becoming real good friends. And he was kind of sh- kind of showing me the ropes on you know, beat making and stuff like that. And uh, one day he just kind of gave me this bootleg CD and was like, yo, listen to this. And I was like, all right. And it was the listening. And, um,. I was like, okay. So I went home and I listened to the listening. I listened to the listening. Hey, and, uh, hold on. <laughs> hey. Facts. And uh, I was just like, I was like, wow. This yeah, is phenomenal. Right? And this is around the same time that I was going on undergroundhiphop.com every day. And like, oh, shit. shout out to undergroundhiphop.com. Wait, wait, wait. They, are you, are you a SOHH dude or are you a, what was the other website? Allhiphop.com? Which which one were you? Both of those are, undergroundhiphop.com was the, the bastion yeah. of underground hip-hop for yeah. a whole minute. Like after Hip Hop Infinity died, you know undergroundhiphop.com uh, was going to die last year. They were shutting down the doors, they announced it. it, they did, but Icon the Mike King purchased it and that shit is live and direct right now. I'm about to order me a hat and a beanie and a fucking t-shirt. That is so dope. But I'm yes, so but wonderful, wonderful. That, that website is responsible because I was binge listening to like every Night Wonder beat after that album. Then when I found out they're from the South, oh yeah. man. Yeah. I was like, yo. Yo, honestly, I don't even remember how I discovered Little Brother. But... A, kind of a similar story. I was graduating high school and somehow stumbled upon the listening, and that was like my soundtrack for the rest of the year. Just like that whole album. Wow. Well, I um after uh, after I left Hawaii, I stayed in Texas for like a year, mm-hmm. and then I went to North Carolina for like a year, and I found out about Little Brother. Um, right after I left North Carolina, one of the homies in North Carolina was like, yo, these new cats are fucking doing really dope things. And I think that was maybe around 2003. And that's when I got into uh, Little Brother. And shout out to Fonte, because without Fonte, uh, 
Kanye West would have a different steez, and so would Drake. Yep. Say that twice. Straight up. Oh, shit. I hit the wrong button. Oh, shit. Are you on the right bank? No. Hey. I am there. There you go. But it's not so easy, is it? Hey, man, this is the first time I'm freestyling the whole shit right now, baby. Shit, goddamn. All right, so so another uh, another reason why you picked trios. Then. Okay, another reason why I picked trios. Because uh, it can't just be for little brother, right? Yeah. This one's kind of like, eh, but okay, Slum Village. Even though Slum Village was kind of like, Interesting. it's bouncing around from yeah. Which, which which iteration of Slum Village? Okay, so my favorite iteration of Slum Village was Fantastic Volume Two. That's the, that's the best that's iteration the, of something. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the quintessential, as my boy Fist would say. That's, that's, that's the quintessential joint. That's Batin, Batin, Elzai, No, Elzai wasn't there yet. T3. Elzai wasn't there yet? Yeah, it was, it was, T, it was T, T3, Batin, and Dylan. Word. Yeah. Bet. The, oh, the quintessential. Quintessential joint. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. All right, so I... Um, yeah, with that said, that's a little bit of a temperature check for all you guys, and we're going to find a little bit more about Devin, his taste, and um, you know how he got into making music and what he does after we complete the weather reports. Late, do you want to uh, take a break, or you want to go right into the weather report? Let's take a fucking break, man. All right, bet. <laughs> Mega Late Show 2018, Devin Morrison, do your homework. Where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at uh, Devin J. Morrison, and you can find me on SoundCloud, uh, just type in Devin Morrison in Tokyo, and that shit come out. <laughs> hey, there's also going to be a LinkedIn account of some white dude out of Florida that is not our guy. Straight up. Yeah, man. Straight up. <laughs> look, look for a black Do dude. Do your Googles, but like, be careful what links you <laughs> Look for a black dude with an orange beanie combing his beard. This is Jada B, and you're listening to Mega Late Show. Aye! Okay. <laughs> Level's good. A little low, but it's all right. Yo, Mega Late Show 2018, episode 22 late? Is it 22? I didn't say 22. it. In the 22. We are here with our man, and we're going to jump him into the gang right now. This is Devin Morrison, beatmaker, instrumentalist, uh, multi-instrumentalist, uh, just a really interesting guy who also works on music videos and i feel like i'm being a little redundant here because i was i kind of fucked up the intro a little bit but yo shout out thanks for having thanks for rocking with us again man we're doing it uh, again man thank you so much yeah, you. <laughs> so at this point of the podcast we're going to get into the weather reports which is you know like i just said we talk about music if you listen to us you should know what's up late did you want to do your track first nah i'll uh definitely go first let Devin go first? Yeah. All right, so Devin, you told me that your track that you wanted to play for the weather report was one that you made yourself, and I think Late has it already. Late, do you already have it? Yes. All right, so can you tell us the title of it and, and uh, yeah, uh, where it comes from? Sure. The name of the song is called Ayako. I'll go, I'll go ahead and let you play it, and then I'll talk about it. There's a music video for this, too. This is the fucking jam. We'll have links in the comment in the description and everything. In fact, let's just uh, let's let this ride, and then we'll come in at the end of it. I don't care about how 
You are listening to the soulful sounds of Devin Morrison <laughs> at that ass. Yo, that's hot, man. Uh, I, I really did. I really dig the aesthetic of the, the track, and I gotta say, it it reminds me of something that um, something cool, man. It, what, it reminds me of being like Thundercat mm. a little bit. I like uh, yeah, I, I like your lot. singing on it, the production <laughs> on it, and and the lyrics are pretty fucking. It, it, it's like I watched the music video, right? Uh, uh. Is that like Slam Dunk? The yeah. anime Slam Dunk? Yeah, Slam, well, Slam Dunk is my favorite anime. Can, uh, can you tell us? A, oh, ah, I'm, I'm cutting people off. No, nah, you're good, dude. Uh, Slam Dunk's your favorite anime, but the track, like the lyrics, where, where did those come from and, and why why did you write that? Just me. So, okay, so uh, I love Slam Dunk. And, but you I'm going to run it back. I'm going to run it back. Can you ring it down, though? Yeah. Okay. Over All right. <laughs> Yeah, um, so Slam Dunk was always one of my favorite animes. And, um, you know, this is going to sound very otaku, but I was looking at the, the character Ayako, which is like the assistant coach of the basketball team. And I was like, she cute. I was like, oh, she was real. Like, you know, I, I definitely, you know, slide. So, you know, I was making this beat one day, and I was just trying to think of something to think about. And usually, like, almost all my ideas for a song, it was just like, Blurred out like a bonnet. It was like, and I just came up with it. And so that's kind of what happened with this one. Is that, and I was like, yeah, I'll catch. So I was like, you know, <laughs> I started writing to it. And I was pretty much just kind of using, you know, basketball language. Cause I'm a big fan of basketball anyway. Um, and just like comparing it to the anime, you know, using references to the anime. And uh, yeah, I mean, just telling a girl, like, yo, you know. I ain't going to airball your heart, girl. Yeah, I, I, I dig all the basketballers. Like, you got to watch the video if you haven't seen it yet. It's uh, The production on it, like, uh, did you edit that as well? Yeah, I did everything on this. So the Man, you're really talented. Oh, Shit, man. Praise God. But, um, yeah, man, I, I wrote it, produced it, you know, mixed it, and uh, all of that stuff, you know? And, and so the lyrics are not uh, in reference to a specific person. Ayako is a character on, on, on anime. Slam Dunk. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not familiar with it, but I mean, it's so iconic that it, yeah, you, never know, you pick it up Slam by Dunk osmosis. Now. I don't know anything about it other than it's a basketball anime. Yeah. You know, a lot of times like I'll just make stuff not really thinking of how to get received. I'm just like, I'm just going to do this because I want to. And then I didn't expect people to be like, yo, this is the jam. I'm like, really? It is the jam. So I guess the other reason why I wanted to... Um, show this track was because it's going to be in my album that's going to come out and hopefully the next five six months can't tell you yet but yeah um i'm working on an album called flamingo and ayako is one of the tracks on it so that's dope can you tell us a little bit about the way that you um you compose a track like you produce everything on it is it samples yeah actually there's no samples um i played all the instruments and uh you know did all the drum programming laid all the vocals um, this was kind of a rare case where I make the beat first. Lately, I've been, I'll come up with an entire song in my head first and make a voice memo, then go to the studio, then, then I'll lay it down. Um, but yeah, this. Is it okay if I play my weather report? Sure, yeah. While you're talking? It's yeah. also a track from Devin. Oh, yeah. shoot. Yeah, it's one. Maybe it's really <laughs> I really Thanks. like this track. Thanks, I did too. I was wondering, uh, can can you tell us the title of this track? Ray Stay Paid. Is this off of like Jay Stay Paid? Like it's a, uh, it's allusion a to that? It's a reference to that. Yeah. Now this is this is a little bit more of a boom bap, like a hip hop aesthetic than yeah. than uh, than Ayako. Yeah. So I know Roy has probably noticed this, but I was taking a lot of inspiration from Knox. Um, 
who's one of my favorites. Where is Knott's from? Knott's Knott's from is yeah, he from yeah. Virginia? Virginia? Yeah. Okay. Virginia, yeah. Um, Are you, uh, is he one of your influences? He's, uh, one, he's one of my favorite producers out there. Yeah, he's, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's, he's really dope. Yeah, but, yeah, so the sample in the video is this dude named uh, Ray Bolger, who was like, he played the Scarecrow in the original. Sorry. He played the Scarecrow in the original. Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, is it the Scarecrow or the? Yeah, I think the Scarecrow. Um, but, yeah, he's an incredible actor and just very charismatic. And when I saw that clip, I was like, I'm gonna chop this shit up. Yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna do something with this. this is, yeah, this is yeah. Dope. So, yeah. <laughs> this is really dope. Um, now, in terms of in terms of uh, your last track, the last track, Ayako, mm-hmm. what genre of music would you say that that really straddles? So I'm, I'm kind of. Is it like future funk type, like nah, soul? So I, like I actually come up with the name for the genre itself. Um, it's called Dream Soul. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. So basically, I like that. The, the the concept is um, I've I've always been able to hear music in my dreams and wonder what it like how it would sound if I was able to actually put it into like tangible know, the physical form, world because yeah. um, it used to frustrate me like like why can't I get this music from my dreams out into the real world and then you know I've kind of reached a point where I I can like you know when you're in the, in the half state of sleeping like right before you sleep. Yeah, it feels like you're asleep, but you're not really asleep yet. Yes, I don't know what you call that stage, but I can hear ideas from music in that stage, and now I can like, oh snap, that was this, and I can write it down. And is that where a lot of your creativity and your influence comes? Yeah, in right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Direction? That and you know being in certain states, states of mind. Yeah, certain states of mind. I'm yeah, thinking. yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, and I mean it, the feeling kind of. It stems from like West Coast 90s and 80s jazz music, you know, crossover pop, and you know, just really sounding like a dream, very hazy, you know. I dig it, man. I really do. And I'm, I, you know, I, I don't really listen to too much music off of SoundCloud, but I did go through a little bit of the playlist you have on there. Uh, do you have, do you have like albums out right now? Not or? yet. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a wonder, but no, nah, not yet. But I'm working on a couple of different records right now. Um, another collaboration with Buddha Monk. So um, Oh dope. Yeah, so that's the homie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. uh we had for our listeners you can check out Buddha Monk on the episode with uh John Robinson and uh Elo Kush who they did an album together. And in fact um the first time that we met you was at like a beat show where Fitz yeah, Ambrose was yeah, playing yeah, with yeah. Budamunk as well. So Yo man, those are my boys man. Um I'm actually I just signed to Nothing But Net which is the label that um Fitz Ambrose and Onra started together. Okay, oh, wow. so um, yeah. Fitz Ambrose just came out with that. What is it? Dope, dope quarters? quarters. Yeah, that's a dope album too. Dope like, album. Yeah. Fitz Ambrose and Onra. Fitz Ambrose and a record label. Yeah, under all, under All City. Oh Yo, man, I, I had a dream about this. Onra today, man. Really? Yeah. That's the homie, yeah. man. That's, really? Yeah. Oh wow. That's dope. dope. He yeah. came out here, and and he's only been out here for like eight months, yo. I didn't know he lived here. No, I'm talking about. No, nah, he doesn't live. He lives, ah, okay, he lives in um. Paris, I mean France, but somewhere over there. Yeah, but he's, he's he comes out here sometimes. So, oh, that's great, man. It's really good to see you making connections like that. Um, I, I did have a few questions about your musical process before we get into sure. uh, the conversation where we find out about your background. Um, yeah. you, like, uh, how long does it make? Does it take you to usually compose a track? 
man, you know, the it kind of changes every month or so. You know, my process will change, but as of now, what will happen is I'll get a complete idea in my head first. And, uh, I mean, the harmony, melody, production aspects and everything, it'll just come to my head first. And then I'll go to the studio or my room <laughs> and, you know, just lay it down. And, I mean, the process can vary depending on what I'm doing. If I'm needing other instruments, it could take maybe weeks, you know. But Word. Lately, I try to write faster, so, you know, three days, four days, you know. Is this you too? Yeah, I, I, I did this in a day actually. What what are, what is it? Are you playing all beats from from him now, late? For right now, yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah so um. Yeah, we changed that from Jet Set Radio. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. I was I wasn't feeling the Jet Set Radio as much as you guys, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Should have put on so like uh, the Super Mario uh, 64 soundtrack. I know why I put that because that's actually my favorite game. So. Yeah. Yeah. How do how do you know that? Yo, you been doing the knowledge? Man. Honestly, I was listening to your SoundCloud and I was like, yo, this reminds me of this. Really? Wonder, Into the mic, late. Is, I can't, that is interesting. Can, can you not hear me? My bad. No. I was like, yo, I wonder if this is the same kind of wave. And to wow. hear you like pick out that one track, I was like, all right. I felt yeah, really validated from the, from when the you first said that. beat. I was yeah. like, yep. Yeah. So, dope. Yeah. <laughs> very dope. Very dope. Um, now, now, uh, when is this uh, this new album of yours supposed to come out? Or like, can you tell us more about? Well, I'm, I'm aiming for spring ish, but uh, TV announced. TV announced. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That, Keep us posted on that, man. We definitely want to talk to you about it. When it comes out, you should come back on the show and we'll play oh, and talk sure. about it a little bit. That'd be really dope. Already. Like I said, we what is he member uh, member twelve now? Late? Is that how it works out? Twelve? Thirteen? Say that again. Member 12, member 13. I've lost count. I've lost count too, but he's with us now. Mega Late Show. Hey. <laughs> hey. All right, so uh, your background, man. How did you uh, How did you get into production? So. Well, first, first, uh, tell us a little bit where you're from. All right, so um, I'm born and raised in Orlando, Florida, West Orlando, Florida, around the Coe Winter Garden area. Um, my family, however, my mom's from Philly, my dad's from Chicago, and. Um, I mean, I, I grew up in the church, man. Like my mom, she's the music director at the church. My dad's a wonderful musician, guitarist, and singer, and minister as well. So, you know, I always grew up from that background. Music was all over the family. My uncle sing, and my aunt, my aunt Tina used to sing with the John P. Key, and them, so, you know, my mom and my uncle. So, I mean, music was all in the family. I mean, my brothers make music. They, uh, they actually taught me how to make beats, actually. Um, they used to make beats with the Yamaha DJX. <laughs> Bet. Yeah, it's like a really obscure piece of equipment people don't know about. But anyway. Yeah, I, don't, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, yeah. It was like a bootleg ASR-10, basically. <laughs> yeah, ASR-10 is like a sample keyboard. And, yeah. and the DJX was... Um, I remember they used to have like these weird well, uh, really sound banks. used to use the ASR, right? Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people use the ASR. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, the the DJ used to have like these like a uh, really weird like women samples. Like, yeah, oh, come on, yeah, <laughs> yeah. hell yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's got some really and and you've definitely heard them in like some like producer shit from like the early two thousands when people were yeah. just getting like fucking fruity loops or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It definitely had come on. It's a very and, uh, it's a it's a keyboard yeah. tailored towards club. Stuff. Yeah, it definitely, definitely is. Yeah, but um, when did you uh, when did you first start making beats by yourself? 
Um, when did when did that interest kind of dawn on you? Well, I made my first beat around 11 years old on the Damn. DJ on, on the DJX, and it was terrible. But uh, when I first started getting really into it, I was around 13, um, with the help of my boy Blackology. Um, and uh, I started making. And Blackology's beats. a white guy, right? Nah, no, black. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know I'm a white rapper. Yeah, well, him, him, and uh, Poison Fetus—they were part of this hip hop group called Superiority Complex, and um, they were a dope group. They have some stuff. In, you know, I don't know too. if I'm familiar with them. They're pretty dope, man. Um, check them out. It's like some early 2000 type stuff. The only cats that I really know that are like uh, a few—well, I mean, the only cats I can think of right now that were out of Florida is like um, Soliloquist of Sound, uh-huh. like Swanberger's out there, yeah, 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 um, yeah. Astronautilus. Uh, familiar yeah. with him? He's out there. <laughs> Skyrider. Yeah. I used to bug the crap out of Da Vinci. Yeah? <laughs> I, used to, I used to send him beats for like, yo, what you think about this? <laughs> yeah? yeah? He remove you from the friends list? Or you nah, guys he, was, he, was, he was always really graceful, man. Yeah. So shout those out guys are cool, man. I've seen him perform uh, as well at like Grand Buffet and shit. So yeah, really man. Dope. Those are really cool guys. I got to link you up with Tracy Jones. Because, yeah, you know, yeah, you guys yeah, are out yeah. there. You guys probably know the same people. That Orlando shit. connection, you know? Yeah, no yo, how old are you again? 25. So, would you say... Are you on like a Denzel Curry, Space Ghost Perp, Wi Fi's funeral kind of wave? Or? Uh, I have friends that are. I'm not really on that wave right now, um, personally, but hey, I'm not knocking them. Work. <laughs> no. uh, to be real with you, I, I know have, you're a I big have... Stitches fan, though. Stitches? Yeah, yeah. brick in your face. <laughs> I know that. The white dude with yeah. things. He, he got punched in the face by Wack 100. I think I saw a thumbnail of him. Yeah, that guy's terrible, Star, man. Yeah. That's, that's another <laughs> that's one of those dudes that didn't get punched in the face at the right time in his life. And he yeah, became a man. gangster. I think he's like rich. Like his mom is rich or some really? shit like that. Is that his thing? I think he was rich. Something like this. Yeah. It's, there's not a lot of cats from Florida that kind of came out on a mainstream level that I really mess with like that be honest i mean you know I, I have kind of a soft spot in my heart for kodak black you know but uh <laughs> but I, don't, I don't mind him in terms of like i mean i don't listen to him too often but i can yeah. i can see why people like I, that. I, I can respect him musically make some dumb choices but you know yeah <laughs> i think but, he's um, locked up right now i think they raided, is, his, they raided his house like last the, yeah, like the other day he, he's locked up shout out to kodak black shout out to kodak <laughs> Free Kodak. <laughs> Free Kodak. Um, okay, and so um, how did you get involved into like live beat production? Because I know you're doing a little bit of that now. Man, let me tell you something about Tokyo, bro. Tokyo will have you, have you doing some things you never really saw yourself there. Like DJing and doing oh, word? live. Yeah. Tokyo will have you DJing? <laughs> For real? <laughs> It'll have you fucking up on your own podcast? <laughs> like, <not knowing> what <laughs> <doing>. <laughs> oh, for real? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. So you never live gig before you came to Tokyo? Dude, all this live stuff is like... Bro, you seem seasoned. Now, I've actually only seen him once. <laughs> but but yeah, you I mean, seasoned. you know, at the same time... Oh, that's dope. <laughs> I like this track. I see what you did this there. This um, But nah, um... Tokyo, man, it'll just kind of have you thinking like, what the heck? Why not? I belong here. Yeah, you know, I can do that. Yeah. I can do that. You know, so that's that's kind of where feel, my man. huh? That's how, that's how we feel. I mean, we've never been into promotion before or anything yeah. like that, and now we find yeah, ourselves oh, in a position where you yeah. you told me this yeah. is like how many months y'all been podcasting? 
It's been a year. It's, this it's is, year. I mean, like I've been doing this for it years. was like January seventeenth was the first episode that we came out with. So it's been like almost exactly a year. We just building community and linking it with people like yourselves mm. who are out here and just find themselves in a precarious yeah. position to be dope. For sure, you for know? sure. So, for I mean, sure. there's a lot of opportunity for us out here. How, now, why why did you come to Japan? I, I saw you also are uh, a YouTube vlogger or a video curator. What, yeah. do, what is, <laughs> is it? It's not an influencer. Is that the term that they use now? I don't know what the specific term of it is, but uh, yeah, so I YouTuber, I guess. Uh, Give us a shot. What is your name? Sakura Sakyokuka. You got like 10,000 followers on there, man. But you yeah. ain't put out a video in like almost a year or some shit. <laughs> How? Let us just take over and we're going to oh, put man. a mask on. Houseway. Houseway. Oh, I got the Houseway drop. Oh, is that it? No, that ain't it. Oh, that is it? Yeah. Yeah. You got like 10,000 followers on it, man. I do, man. Um, you know, 2017 was a very difficult year. Like, I mean, it got a little better towards the end, but... Man, my grandfather passed. You know, I lost my job. Man. Going to, oh, thank you, man. Um, when I, my, my second month here, you know, I had a little, I had a little J.O. and they fired me. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, man. So it was, it was a lot of tough stuff going on. So I was just like, not really inspired to do any kind of videos. But um, you know, as of recently, I've kind of felt that itch again. You know, I feel like God just kind of gave me that desire to make videos again. So you know. I'm, I'm coming back, you know. Yeah, he be back. That's right. You know back. how it is. No, that's the only drop that I really got on lock today. Is the <laughs> drop, you know? hey. But no, that's dope, man. And you I, gotta I see your videos. Delay on that shit too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and um and your videos are great. They're well crafted. What type? Oh, I, I'm gonna talk to you later about what type of equipment you use on that. But um hopefully we see more of that, man, because I thought they were f really funny. Thank uh, you, like man. I was telling you earlier, I was looking at some of the videos, yeah. looking at some of the comments on there. Yo, tell me why I seen a comment on there late and it was like, dude was like, nigga. You gonna marry a white bitch? <laughs> like, what, what the fuck? fuck? Like, how do you did how, how like having ten thousand subscribers? How did you deal with these type of just personalities coming at you? They were saying all types of shit about you, man. That shit would hurt my feelings. <laughs> you know, I mean, YouTube will give you thick skin, definitely. Yeah. It's like one one out of every ten comments is like a negative comment, yeah, yeah. just for the sake of being negative. Well, you know the, what I mean? the way you look at it is. When they comment those things, first of all, that's a view. Second of all, yeah. it's getting you more. It's, it's, a, it's a comment. So at the end of the day, it's, it's making you more of a figure on the platform anyway. So I'm like, hey, go ahead. You know, as long as, long as you're not disrespecting anyone in the comments, whatever, you can take shots at me all you want. Word. You know what I'm yeah, I mean, haters. I mean, that's how Floyd Mayweather make a lot of his money. People pay to see him lose. <laughs> exactly. Shit. So, um, with ten thousand followers, is that is that monetized? Does that mean you make a little? You made a little money off of those videos? You or? know what? It's funny. I'm I, curious. I, for I made a little bit, but you know, it, it wasn't that much. But I tell you, one time, uh, maybe this was like Christmas of two thousand and fifteen, or maybe. I was dead broke, man. Like, I had nothing. And um, it was almost Christmas time. And I'm like, man, I can't buy my mom a gift. Two days before, man, my YouTube check came in out of nowhere. I'm just like, I'm taking a red lobster for them cheddar biscuits. Right? <laughs> hey. I was like, I'm going to go to Bed Bath & Beyond and buy my mom some Yoshins. You know? 
Yeah, no you doubt. Know, that's yeah, dope. man. So it was, that was really clutch. Though. And uh, from your videos as well, like um, you, you told us that you were in Japan before for a few months. Yeah, so I did a study abroad program with IES Abroad in 2014. Shout out to IES Abroad. They failed me for the program, which didn't allow me to graduate. Shout out to them. Um, <laughs> nice. But um, should, should I give them a real, the real? Yeah, shit? give give them the clap, man. Shout out to hey. everyone. Hey. You know, didn't get to walk to my graduation. That's what's up. Neither did I, for other reasons. Really? Oh, Doing maneuvers. Oh yeah, man. I had to leave Hawaii. Who's stealing cars? Dang, Dang seven, son. It was seven years. It was. It's been seven years, so they can't prosecute no more. Hey, fuck y'all. We still mad cars, <laughs> bitch. Yeah, grimy. Well, hey. But you know what? I mean, honestly, man. And, and I'm sorry for cursing. Nah, dude, you can do that. But um, you know, even though it was a negative time, that was kind of a blessing because had I actually left for Japan after graduating, which was the initial plan, I wouldn't have been home, you know, to be with my mom when she was, you know, dealing with her grand- my, my grandfather passing and everything. So it was Rest kind of a your grandfather, man. Yeah, Sorry thank you, man. That. Thank you. It was it was a blessing in disguise, you know, just to be able to kind of be there. Now, where did your interest in Japan come from? You you mentioned earlier that you kind of had like a, a semi otaku phase. Like yeah, you're into you're into Japanese anime. It wasn't even really like semi dog. Like I was, was full I was blown all in. You was getting, <laughs> I used to have dreadlocks. Like you yeah. used to perm your hair like yeah, like, you know I mean? man. They went perm your hair like Naruto and shit. <laughs> I know homies that do that shit, right? Nah, like, that's 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 another. You a Super Saiyan God, Devin? Nah, <laughs> man. I'm. So where where did the interest for Japanese? I mean. I think all of us probably did. I mean, I had interest in Japanese culture when I was a kid. But yeah. my mom, see, my mom is very multiracial. My mom is Filipino, Japanese, German, and Spanish. Mm. And her 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 mother was was you know part Japanese. Okay. And so for that, I always felt kind of some type of association with it. Yeah. Also, growing up in the '90s, the late '80s, and, and throughout the '90s, ninjas was the hot. So you yeah. know what I mean? Like I was down with. And ninjas. then you lived in Hawaii too. Yeah, I went to high school in Hawaii. Yeah, I, went to, yeah. I was only in high school. I was only there from like that. Then in my like tenth grade. Uh, excuse me, like the beginning of my 11th grade year till till I got out of yes, till yes, I didn't get to walk. Time, so, but but you know I, I uh, my cousin my cousin used to have a foreign exchange student from Japan and mm-hmm. she used to give us Dragon Ball Z videos before they were released in the United States. So we was watching like the Cell Saga oh, right wow. as like the initial Saiyan Saga, the first saga wow. came out. So we were watching that in Japanese. So I always had like an innate like yeah. desire to come to Tokyo mm-hmm. and experience that. I don't. I was. I, I've never been a weeaboo. I've never been otaku. Right. But I'm. I'm a, a geek though. Yeah. I mean, I grew up yeah, on yeah, comic yeah. books and shit. So yeah, I always tell people when they ask me like, why am I in Japan? Like the in-depth answer is culture and language, and the culture aspect comes from the influence of my friends I had when I was like really young, and they were a little older than me, mm-hmm. and them showing me like Akira. And then oh, them playing, yeah, yeah. like, Zelda on Super Nintendo. Wow, yeah. And just, like, they didn't even let me play. I was that young. They didn't let me play. I had to watch them play. But, Got like, you. that was my introduction to Japanese yeah, pop man. culture. I see. Akira, yeah. Akira, to this day, is still one of my top ten films all yeah, time. Yeah, crazy. Regardless of genre, I think it's just a masterpiece. But, okay, so. Yeah, for well, as for me, um... What kind of Japanese things were you interested in? Was what video I was games, man? Video games were the things that really got me into the culture because I was really into like Tekken and uh, you know Jet Set Radio, of course. That was really kind of the, hey, the, the, we don't the, need the fire started. No, no drop, no drop. Yeah, man, and just seeing that, like, man, Tokyo seems so dope. Yeah. And then what also kind of helped them, um, I would go on YouTube and I would watch. Uh, 
this <laughs> is back when I was 16. I really wanted an NPC. Um, Same. Yeah, I wanted an NPC 2000 XL. Like Same. I wanted it so With an bad. iOmega zip drive. <laughs> yup. Yup. Same. Shout out to Doom. Yeah. Man, I wanted that drum so bad. And so I would watch videos of people making beats with it. One of the cats I was watching was this dude named Mabanua. And Mabanua, um, he's actually very active out here in the hip hop scene. Um, he lives in Guma, I think, but he's, you know, oh, he comes to Tokyo. Um, he actually has a duo with a Buddha called um, Green Butter. They had a show maybe a month ago. No. Like have I heard ago. of that? I might have heard of that. This is really, it's really dope. But anyway, Mabanua, I used to watch his videos. I'm like, man, this dude's dope. And uh, it's just kind of funny how things go full circle because I, I met him a few weeks ago and. Uh, you know, he actually told me on Instagram, he's like, yo, man, I, I dig your stuff. Like, your stuff is dope. I was like, like, like wow. <laughs> like, this is That's weird. Dope, man. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of surreal, you know? So, yeah. So, so m- m- music, Japanese music, and, um, you know. We've we've got to connect you to our guys at Sunday Replay who do a, um, a, a video show out here in Japan. Yeah, that'd, that'd be a they good They do retro, retro yeah. gaming, and they bring in a DJ. It's a video. It's a it's a it's a YouTube video uh, channel and uh, they're called Sunday Replay it's okay. three of our friends and they bring in a DJ or uh, a musician uh, uh, and then they play retro video games and then they kind of play a video um, a music set mm. so you should get with them man we'll, we'll, dope. we'll try to link you up yeah, and, sure. and point them out to you because uh, you're really talented and we'd like to see you uh, beat them in video games like we did oh, man. hopefully their video is coming out soon um, I think the guy who runs it Katomi He's uh, drawing us in the style of Dragon Ball Z characters and doing oh, the animation. That's fire. <laughs> so it's going to be lit, man. I just haven't seen it come out yet, but yeah, soon, hopefully. Now, um, I, I've got more questions uh, about uh, you being in Tokyo. So you've been here for about eight months. Yep. Uh, you said you used to live in Ikebukuro? Yeah, in yeah. Hood? I lived in Ikebukuro for maybe four or five months. The hot. Yeah. Where are you staying now? Like, what part of the city? I actually just moved to Hamadayama, which is in the KO line. Yeah, um, it's like six stops away from Shimakidazawa. Okay. Yeah. So, like, eight stops away from Kashida? Shinjuku, then? Uh, it's like a couple of... It's like a transfer away from Shinjuku. Okay. It's like three or four stops away from Shibuya. So okay. Dope. I should yeah. say that first. Easy to which line to. is that? KO? KO, KO yeah. Unikashida. Yeah. KO Unikashida. Okay. I, I like Hamadayama. It's nice. And uh, like we mentioned earlier, we first met you at um, I think it was the the Beats and Cycle show, yeah. where um, Buddha Bros were performing, Buddha Monk and Fitz Ambrose. Right. And I guess there was some type of malfunction that happened with <laughs> Fitz's Fitz Ambrose's uh, SP just started like malfunctioning. He was like panicking, like "Yo, son, like." Yo, that is a done. that is a very good Fitz Ambrose. Yo, Fitz's, tell me why Fitz was like in the room. Grimiest <laughs> dude, man, I love that guy. Yo, he's a, he's a, he's the sweetest guy you'll ever meet in yeah. your life, but with the grimiest voice. He definitely does seem grimy. Yo, as man, him. my SP's messed up. Like, somebody help me. <laughs> and then I think Aaron Chulai came through with the with another one, or somebody came through with another one. I don't know if I saw Aaron there that night. I don't remember. It might not have been. Yeah, because yeah, we talked about we were supposed to interview him. Aaron, I'd like we, to talk to we, him because we fell off on catching I up. I think it was them. Aaron. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> it was. Oh no, no. I'm thinking of Goyama. Oh yeah. But Goyama. Aaron was there because he was on yeah. stage. I saw him on stage. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been wanting to talk to him because um, he's another like multiracial dude with a really oh, interesting dude, background and, and a, kind oh, of a super, God. almost a prodigy, right? And uh, yeah, I just haven't had a chance to to, to see him since um, a show like maybe a year and a half ago. Yeah. He probably doesn't remember me, but I'd like to talk to him again. I'll, I'll definitely connect you guys because he's a, he's a good friend. Yeah. Well, next time, well, 
at the end of the show, we're going to talk about some upcoming shows and things of that nature. So if you have anything coming up, we'll talk. We'll talk about it then. Um, my qu- my question for you is like, um, now now that you've been in Tokyo for eight months, you've worked your way into the beat scene. I saw you just recently did a live show with Live Beat with Aaron Cholai, or did that happen? Yeah, yet? Um, it was for Kojo's uh, Black Market Party at Heavy Six Zero. Yo, man, I gotta see, meet Kojo too. I heard he used to be married to a Pawnee B. Yeah, he did. He was. Yeah? He's from New York, right? He lives in New York from, like, 95 to 08, I think. So. Yeah, I got to talk to that guy. Yeah, he, oh, he's real cool, man. He's I, he's I produced cool. on his uh, re- most recent album here, oh, which shit. is out stories now. Oh, album. man, I got to check that out. Um, yeah, yeah it's, definitely it's, point me to, to that, for sure. Yeah. So um, so what, what are your thoughts on the beat scene out here? Like, uh, who, who do you think? Oh, is, first, let's talk about who you think is really dope, man. Like, man. Uh, Aaron Cholai, obviously. Uh uh, Buddha Monk, obviously. Yeah, you know, yeah Ambrose. It's Ambrose. I mean, man, like, Tokyo Beasting is so dope, man, because it's like, we all selling beats to the same people, and none of us are like, it's no malice, it's just real love, and, you know, everyone's very nice to each other, and we're not trying to stab each other's back. So it's a lot of love in the, in the community. Um, and there's so much talent, man. Like, you know, if I had to pick a favorite, it might just be Fitz, because when I first heard Fitz Ambrose's music, I was just like, I was like, okay, this is interesting. I can't really put a finger on how this makes me feel. And then the more I listened to it, I was like, man, this is dope. Because it really is his, it's like, his, he doesn't realize it, but his music is such a... Extension of his personality yeah, and his man. presence, right? Yeah, it has yeah. such a uniqueness to it, yeah. man. Um, so, like, yeah, he's, he's really dope. Dough quarters is dope, man. Dough I just haven't had to. I haven't had a chance to to pay money for it. Yeah, yeah man. Shoot, it, man. Yeah. Dough quarters is really dope. Streaming um, was dope. Uh, Dough quarters is actually released on the, the new label, nothing but net. Okay, the yeah. the one that you're going to be coming out on. Yeah, uh, eventually. Yeah, yeah. The, super hot. Yeah, super man. hot. What what do you have uh, outside of the album? Uh, do you have any collaborations that you have in, in store for? Yeah. Uh, um, so. Uh, Submerse who's also a good friend of mine, and um, Fitz Ambrose. Um, they're working on this collab joint, and I got some I got some work on there. Um, me and Buddha Monk are working on something together. Um, yeah, bro, you're really Shout in Shout out to Buddha, man. Yeah, you're really <laughs> in it. Shout out to, I mean, to Submerse. I, um... I was playing PlayStation 4 the other day, uh-huh. and then I seen him on there, and I like it was like we're not friends on PlayStation 4. Oh, really? I seen him playing Overwatch with um uh, with Stupid Kojo. Oh, uh, uh, Ko- was it Kozo? Kozo, yeah. Yeah, and and um yeah, I was like, yo, I mean, it's it's like his name is like Submerse Beats, and yeah. then it was like Stupid Kozo, so I was like, that's definitely them, yeah, obviously, definitely, right? Yeah. yeah, so I had to wreck on those fools in uh, yeah, Overwatch man. a little bit. And then they got on my team and we wrecked together. I just never met those cats before. Oh, man, they're. T- I think Dallinger knows. Uh, Submerse is like. Submerse seems like he's such a cool, like, you know, maybe standoffish guy if you don't know him, if you don't ever, never meet him. But then you meet him, it's like the most nicest guy you'll ever meet. Right. Super nice guy. Um, but yeah, me and him have some stuff coming out soon, too. So. I'd like to, I like to hear it, man. We're, we're, um, I guess, I guess, uh, do you have any questions, Slate? Yeah, I actually want to ask about a particular track. I want to ask about a particular track. Okay. Hold on, I'll play it right now. (laughs) Run it back, run it back, run it back. Wow. Yo, did you produce this and write this yourself? Yeah, I wrote that. All of these instruments are you? incredible, man. This is a live performance, actually. This This is is a live performance? Yeah. I'm playing piano, and my friend Jacob Frank is playing violin. 
Wow. Yo, this track is called Sonata for Violin, Piano, First Movement, uh, Departure. Departure, yeah. This I was thought this was like Kingdom Hearts or some type of like anime <laughs> RPG music. This sounds incredible. Yo, did you go to school for music? I did. I went to Oakland University in 2011 and did five years there studying music composition and recording arts. It's kind of a vital detail. I kind of left that out. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, studying under Adriana Pereira. Um, just learning how to pretty much write music. I think a lot of my songwriting learning, you know, kind of came from there. But uh, yeah, this was my senior recital, actually, really. I was so fucking oh, wow. nervous, yo. I was so nervous. This is from your recital? Yeah, this is from my recital. Wow. Bro, yeah. you are super talented. Oh, man. Sure. Praise God, man. <laughs> You know. We're definitely we're definitely gonna have to check you out live performing again, and uh, we appreciate you coming through and rocking with us, man. Thank you. Is there um is there anything that you want to get off your chest before you get out of here? You want to talk some shit? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you want to? Is there anything you want to say? Like where can we check you out? Anything like that? Uh yeah, check me out on Instagram, uh, Devin J Morrison D E V I N, um, and uh, check me out on Twitter, same handle Devin J Morrison. Um, SoundCloud, YouTube, slash Devin out? Morrison, YouTube soon. But that's know, kind of like Sakura a different Sakura identity Kyokuka. almost. Sorry, sorry. You know it is, but I, I think I'm, a, I'm trying to figure out a way to put them together. You know, okay, mesh those two worlds together. Yeah, um, man, I think people would like to see it. Your videos were wildly entertaining. I enjoyed watching them. Yeah, man, thank you, I appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'll just leave you guys with my mantra: be honest with yourself, always. Be honest to others. Boom. Real talk, man. We need, we need that for a drop. Super facts. Yeah, that's good. So, late, you want to read this weather uh, this uh, weather forecast? What do we have coming up? Yes. Do, do we have a drop for that? <laughs> Come on, bro. Come Let's see on. if we can find it. Uh, here we go. There we go. <laughs> Welcome to the weather forecast. The part of the show where we announce upcoming shows, um, things that are happening in the near future. And since we are releasing the episodes every Friday, uh, you won't have to, uh, like, It'll yeah, be more Mega consistent. Mega won't have to cut shit. Out yeah, yeah. It'll be more consistent. Yeah. So this episode is going to come out, what, the 20, the night, the, let me see, next Friday, right? 26. Uh, okay, so yeah, it's going to come out the 26th, so these are all shows coming up after the 26th. Um, on the 27th of January, the breakdown at Coin Bar with our guys Chase and uh, Adam, who are really dope. And that's, that's every second Saturday? Every second Coins Saturday. Bar? Coins Bar, yeah. Shibuya? Yes, I love right next to Manhattan Records. Yeah, and you know the breakdown is a really great event because you can pay three dollars to get in there, pay three twenty for your drinks. And uh, Chase and Adam are always killing with music. We're gonna have Chase, a real turntablist, by the way. He's nice. cutting, he's scratching, he's got the skills. Wait, what, what do you mean real? Some- Hey, <laughs> all right, let's, let's see it. Yeah. Now, um, actually, uh, to, to make a point, man, I saw you uh, post the other day that you played, spent like three hours on turntable. Oh, I have a real so instrument, man. much respect for turntablists, man. Like, after just spending three hours just trying to learn how to cut this one deal, I sold record. Exactly. Yeah. It, it really is a it, it is a craft that people work hard for. And, you, you know, when I see guys like Rob Swift teaching the youth, that's really dope. Turntablism is still a real thing. And I know a lot of people don't want to call themselves that because it's a little pretentious. But, yo, like, uh, a lot of people can spin music, but actually being, like, a DJ, 
uh, a turntable is 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 a is a craft that's very there, difficult. There should to be up. like a college course on it, bro. There it's, are they got Scratch University. Really? They, yeah, Scratch University. Wow. And and there are college courses in some colleges. I think Rob Swift teaches at a college, but I'm not sure. That's but, freaking but, dope. But yeah. Anyways, Chase. Coins Bar, The Breakdown, every other Friday. So on the 27th, the day after this podcast comes out, they're going to be out there rocking again. Um, every Wednesday, we have our homie DJ Kensuke, who performs at Quintet in... Where is this? Late? I can't read this. Uma, Uma Gaoka or something like that. Okay. Yeah, every Wednesday, uh, he's rocking rocking there. Uh, and, what uh, else do we have? Galaxy, I think, is the name of place. Uh, we don't have a lot of shows coming up, do we? DJ uh, Watarai and Kensuke at Bar Bridge on Monday the 5th. Uh, Bar Bridge is right there in Shibuya under the scramble. We have, also... have a couple I haven't okay. put in yet. Yeah, bust it. Uh, on the 28th, we've got Keiju as Young Juju. Presents 7 Seconds, supported by Pigali. And that's at Sound Museum Vision. And Candy Town is also going to be at that show. And on the 1st of February... We've got YOLO Music Live that's going to be at Circus Tokyo, and Diamond D is going to do a 45s DJ oh, set. Yeah. Shout out to Diamond, Diamond D. D? Yeah. Whoa. At Circus, which is fucking weird. What? Yeah. I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, It depends on how much it is for me. Your boy is broke right that's now. That's true. They be, they be uh, Thursday. I, I, might, I might have to do that. I might have to bust I that. might know somebody. Let me stop. <laughs> Let me stop. Word. All right, yo. Uh, is there anything after the fifth? Do you have anything after that? No, uh, I've I've got a show at Junction, but I don't know when it is. You know when the show is happening, man. This is a pretty uh, ill show. I think Junction is at Heavy Six Zero, right? Uh, you got no. It's at it's at Asia. Oh, Club Asia. Yeah, oh, no it's at Club Asia. Yeah, my boy Woka is also spinning. There. Shout out to Woka. He's Woka. we met him before too. Cram is performing. Fitz Ambrose, Tajima Hall, actor in Matatabi Pod, uh, Cobb, uh, Kakarochis. Also, all, all dope, so check that out. Look, yo, look into that. Yo, Devin, did you go to the uh, the low-end theory? No, I wanted to. I couldn't. Man, I was so busy I was too broke, to be honest with you. I couldn't go to that, but I heard it was hot. I wanted to go to the... Sunday. It was, it was like Sunday afternoon. I yeah. couldn't make it. Yeah. Sunday from 4 to 11. Uh, Dallinger went. Dallinger told me he had a great time. Oh, word. Yeah. Poop. I wanted to go. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check that out again. Um, I got a couple more shows. Daddy Kev said he would give us an interview. I just fucking so I didn't we'll know what was happening. Yeah, shout out to Daddy up? Kev. Yo, on the eleventh, uh, KMC mixtape and music video release party. Let's break the night together at Glad and Shibuya. That's KMC Stutz, uh, Miyashi Kurama, OIG, and yo man, I can't fucking read this kanji. Uh, <laughs> Oshinin Man I don't even fucking know man Sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry uh, And also No the Sensei Mars 89 And Oh no no That's a different show Yo At Contact On the 20th That's uh, BSO Extra That's uh, Daddy Veda Killer Mars 89 No the Sensei And Osam Green Giant At Contact In Shibuya and that's the, not the 20th, the 14th, my bad, in February. So it's like Valentine's Day. Word up. I've got um, I've got another show. February 16th at the X, uh, X Theater in Rapungi. Uh, Bonobo is going to be performing. Ooh. 
So, How much is that show, though? I bet you that shit's like $65. <laughs> the, the 16th is kind of stacked. Dope, though. Because yeah. also on the 16th, Off Scent featuring Sophie in Tokyo is happening at Circus. And that's Kid Fresino and CH0. Oh, and dope. Uh, Kid Fresino, talented guy. Yeah, he's really talented. He's Yo, with I, I, I fuck with him a lot. Okay. And on the 17th, we got MoFire presents Lemsley Dale at Circus Tokyo. With Pretty Boy, One Drink, Double Clappers, UNSQ, and Genic. Shout out to these names. <laughs> <laughs> right. Those are probably the fucking guys that are writing graffiti on the Habia line. But yo, um, I think that's it for the weather report. Yo, thank you for rocking with the Mega Late Show. First episode of 2018. Love us for all our mistakes. Love us for our guests. Only perfect guests yo, in our I- band. I want to say shout out to Devin for rocking with us. Oh, man, my pleasure, man. Thank you for having Technical difficulties and shit. Yeah, he chilled with us all damn afternoon, actually. (laughs) While we fucked around over there. Y'all fam, man. Y'all good peeps. Your boy bought a controller over the holidays and doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. So I apologize for musical choices during the first half of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yo, Tanakas, thank you for rocking with us. Uh, Thank you for listening. The calendar is thick. Please check that out. Yo, we're on Facebook. We're on SoundCloud. And I really want to emphasize we want more interaction this year. So please like, listen, and comment. And we're going to respond to you. And we want to talk to all you guys out there. And I want to I wanna put this idea out there. Yo, do you remember that movie with Haley Joel Osment and some person was his mom and Bruce, Willis? Bruce oh. not Bruce Willis but somebody else pay it forward man introduce this show to three of your friends and ask them to introduce it to three of their friends I really really need y'all to do that that'll be hot we want to spread this shit out yeah, as definitely. much as possible man so yo and if you also if forward. there's somebody in Tokyo that you think is dope that should be on the show definitely hit us up man we just want to spread love and, and, and really hear about the scene it surprises me so much that there's so much talent out here and I don't even hear about it until like I'm like the last person to hear about somebody that's super talented like if I hadn't randomly met it like ran into you that night it, I think if he I think to be honest with you I think if he wasn't black I probably wouldn't have spoken to him but I was like hey there's a black guy here <laughs> but, but yeah you know what I mean and now we have an immensely talented person that that we met and we linked with so thank y'all for uh you know get it get at us man shit yep. also um yeah i forgot what i was gonna say make a late show shit. yo shout out to steez uh he's here in spiritual essence as always and yo 2018 we're doing big things be on the lookout oh shit i forgot a couple things this coming first sunday in february that's february 6th or 4th the first Sunday in February, Speakeasy is going down at Sasazuka Bowl. We haven't announced it yet, but I'm going to just say that shit right now. I, I think it's fine. Oh, cool. You so should go out to that. Shimo Kitazawa. Hey. Oh, well, Sasazuka. It's, yeah. it's close. Oh, yeah. I'm always yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, your boy will be DJing. I'm DJing first, so y'all won't be there, but that's fine. But, All right, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up. Uh, I'm also DJing on the Saturday before that. February the 3rd in Koenji. I'll be in somewhere. Oh, that's the ends right there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm a fucking DJ now. I know. <laughs> My man won't call himself a hip-hop head, but it's mad quick with the controller after a week to call himself a DJ. Yo, I'm about to, yo, I paid <laughs> mad. Your man's a I DJ. Paid mad, I paid mad guineas for this shit. I'm a DJ. Yo, now. mega late. Uh, why your mom's like your dad? Nigga, you gonna marry a white bitch. <laughs>